Alright, welcome everyone to Joestar All-Stars, a podcast by four bodyvore nerds for all you bodyvore nerds out there. As always, I'm Joey Foyles. I'm Grant. I'm Tim. And I'm Victor. And we're here today to talk about episode 12 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, The Pillar Man. Yeah. Are we not, are we not going to talk about that? About what? The I, Pillar Man? No, stopping the podcast forever because I don't want to be... A vor nerd. I just don't. No, no. This is body vor, where it comes in through the outside. That sounds awful. No, yeah, that's I, terrible. I, I, I want to quit. What? You all aren't into Santana? No. He he eats through his skin. You all aren't true music fans, then. It's true. It's based on real life. He's so smooth. Huh. So speaking uh. of terrible body vor. <laughs> <laughs> No sentence should start that way. <laughs> so speaking of terrible body horror, your relationship, Victor. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I mentioned that Acacia did not watch the last couple of episodes with me, but, you know, she she still wanted to continue with the, the show, or at least I convinced her that she had to continue with the show because she hadn't given the new JoJo three episodes yet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to explain to her, it's like, yeah, you got to see the, the new JoJo, Joseph, right? Joseph's great, you're going to love him. She's like, so who is this? And I'm like, it's it's Jonathan's grandson. Mm-hmm, yeah. And she's like, wait, so like not blood related, right? I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, Arena was was pregnant at the end of Phantom Blood already, and she was like, wait, wait, what? I I guess there was some overdrive going on there because <laughs> some couples take years to conceive. Like yeah, we we talked about it. There was the collar. It was it was an implied sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> The Joe stars are very virile. But then I'm trying to explain to her that the kid that Arena was pregnant with and the kid that she rescued and like adopted were the parents. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> so it's not to like. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. And then it's just like one of my animes, right? It's it just... is one of your animes. Yeah, <laughs> oh fuck! Oh fuck! <laughs> So then we actually sit down to watch the episodes, you know, so I watch these two things again, and uh, she's watching them for the first time. I apparently did not do a good enough job warning her of all the things that were going to be terrible for her. Like, uh, when the pig man is, like, picking his nose and rubbing it on Jonathan's, or Joseph's face. Yeah, right? that was like awful. She's trying to eat at the time, and oh, she was yeah. very <laughs> upset with me. Oh, very, yeah. <laughs> very upset with me. <laughs> She's like, "Is it better or worse than trying to eat while that one guy in the restaurant is just shoveling spaghetti in his face?" <laughs> Fortunately, she, we we were done with food by the time that came around. We but... spent twenty minutes on these people in that episode. I think we can <laughs> we can let it. Die. Moving on. Moving no, on. we need to spend yeah. twenty more minutes on it oh. this episode. <laughs> you know, that's probably fair. Oh, it, when uh, fucking Strizo digs that furrow into his thigh to dig that bullet out for no goddamn reason. <laughs> oh. Before he yeah. flexes the other bullets out. Yeah. Oh, God, it was terrible. She she was not happy with me about that either. So I was fortunately able to warn her about the eye lasers and the eye opening up. So... <laughs> Perfect. You got the important one. Yeah. But uh, more importantly, from the second, like the very moment that Bloody Stream came on, she was 100% in on that. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, she oh was like, god. oh my god, this is hot as shit. Like, it's, the it's whole thing. It's, and it's you know what? I, I said last time that I was like, I don't know if, it, if I really liked it as much as... 
seeing it again now, I was just like, fuck yes, 100%, I'm in. Like, Yeah, you were wrong then. Yeah, but yep. I've seen the error of my ways. Bloody Stream's excellent. I, seriously, one of my, be- my one of my favorite openings. I don't think it's the best opening, though. It's probably That's, number two. It's my favorite three. song, but I think the best opening is probably the second opening for Stardust Crusaders. Yeah, All right. that in Great Days. <laughs> but we'll get to those. We'll get to those because today, eventually, we're on episode twelve, the Pillar Man. Yeah, yeah, and I'm real excited about this episode. Me too. It's it's real good. I really liked this episode a lot. <laughs> so there's a there's a fun tearaway scene right at the beginning that it just totally leaves off of jo- Joseph just beating up Mexican guys. You mean goblins? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I I do mean goblins, but like. He goes out of his way, like he go- he shows up in this town. He goes to a horse trough, drinks out of it, look looks right like he's in a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon, and there's just a horse sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> this is a horse trough." And like all of these Mexican guys who are, are Mexican guys wait, and not wait, not goblins. As, hold on, as opposed to what other trough? <laughs> <laughs> just a, a normal drinking water trough, I guess. Another, another drinking trough. You know, I want to be clear, I was not trying to call, like, all Mexican people goblins with a bizarre racial slur. I mean, (laughs) these look like goblins, how they are drawn. No, we talked about the way Smokey was drawn being really problematic. Like, this is really problematic. (laughs) I don't don't think it is, because I don't think they're actual Mexican people. I think they're they're actually goblins. (laughs) It's the only thing that makes sense. Oh, yeah, these screenshots are not good. Yeah. Yeah. So Jojo chooses to like shoot, like break his. Oh, I don't even know how to describe this. He breaks his gob, his uh, goggles at them. Uh, I, yeah, he. They make fun of him for drinking out of a horse trough, as they should. And in response, <laughs> he breaks his goggles and throws glass shards at them. It's a hamon like, glass. Hamon he, glass like, pins a bunch of flies <laughs> to the wall with it. Because this is needless and stupid, and this is this is how it's introduced that, I, I don't know, JoJo hates the common people that are dicks in random areas. Gotta be dicks to them in New York, gotta be dicks to them in Mexico. Yeah, he is mm-hmm. kind of a dick. Gotta be dicks to them for, you know, Nazis But he's who, a dick to other dicks. Yeah, that's fair. That's why he's the best JoJo. I don't, I don't think JoJo. that taxi driver did anything. He did. He he, this was something I had forgotten from the first time I viewed that. We didn't discuss it. But he shows up, like, the taxi driver stops and he goes, go find a dog to lick your butt clean. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and rewatching that, I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? It's fine. All right, let's actually get into the episode. Yeah. I, I feel, I, yeah. Well, the the episode opens on Mexico, you know, the Mexican wilderness. It's just cactuses and sand and dirt and rocks, as far as I can see. And you see Jojo riding down the road on his his motorcycle. Sweet, Sick hog. Fucking, yeah, it's, hog. it's a chopper. It's a. Ch- it's not a chopper. It's not a motorcycle, it's a chopper, baby. It's not a motorcycle, baby, it's a chopper. And so he skids to a stop and he's like, somebody's following me. (laughs) But that would be impossible. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a fucking desert on a motorcycle. How can something be following me? (laughs) I mean, he's right. I mean, Tim, you brought up a very good point the other day. This is Donovan, and Donovan very clearly has a stand. He's very clearly a stand user. (laughs) Victor, in case, you'll get this later. But if you're not a stand user, you can't see stands. So, 
This is just us from his, like, how is he keeping up with a motorcycle? How is he teleporting behind this cloak over and over again? I'm pretty sure the, like, the initial, this is the initial version version of the guy who traps people in paper. Yes. Yes. That that is what it has to be. Mm -hmm. You know what? I think you're right. Like, he has to be a stand user. Like, it doesn't make any goddamn sense otherwise. <laughs> otherwise like, he just has was... straight-up superpowers. Like, Yeah. He's just very... Hey, not that it does not very much good pretty soon. Nope, because it takes about 30 seconds for Jojo to explode a cactus into his face. And a really upsetting, like, tumor cactus, hormone thing. Hormone just... cactus. Hormone. Yeah. But the way the growth on the cat, it was very upsetting. Yeah, it's good. Like, uh, so uh, Joseph gets jumped, smacked to the ground, and he just kind of like wiggles his way to a cactus and just channels his hormone through it and causes it to explode into a, a shit ton of shards into this dude's face. I'm not going to lie. What I actually wanted and expected to happen was that the cactus would grow rapidly and just like a cactus arm would just come out and fucking punch Donovan in the face. That's what would have happened in a future JoJo series, but for now... (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It's pretty much how it would happen with stand powers involved. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm putting, like, alright, so he drew the sun with, like, a shitty, tiny, I don't know, pirate skull on it, and sweet-ass Joseph on his motorcycle, manga pages, and, like, another map, because we have to have another map, because this is Indiana Jones and the Lost Jojo. Yeah. Oh, Wait, this seems are... more like uh, like an RPG overworld map, though. Yeah, these Wait. are manga panels Tim's describing here. And, and and I misspoke. It's the Lost Speedwagon. Yep. Yeah, Indiana Jones and the Lost Speedwagon. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Jones. God damn it, I hate you. No, <laughs> Jones was the name of the dog. Aww. So yeah, Jojo beats Donovan very quickly, tortures the location of Speedwagon out of him, and we cut over to... The Nazis again. Wait, real quick, can I talk about the fi- fact that the, the translation subtitles it as Donabant, and I'm really <laughs> upset about this, and I'm going to talk more about this later when we get to the other name they translate really badly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not, the, it's... the translation I'm using is do- doing Donabang. 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 Don't worry, I'm sending you more upsetting things. Like, when Donabang gets, gets all the needles in his face, he oh. makes this really weird face. Oh, no. And it's in, it's in the anime, too, but it's worse than the manga. Oh, yeah. that's what he gets for just leaving his tongue out all the time. <laughs> this is fair. <laughs> Fucking creep-ass bastard. Like, <laughs> he gets only what he deserves here. I do like that he gets tied upside down to a cactus and just left to die. That's yeah, what Nazis deserve. True. You're right, though. And, you know, I guess this is as good a time as any. Victor, do you have anything to tell us about Donovan today? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Donovan. Take your hand along the sand Ah, but I may as well try and catch the wind Here we are on another JoJo's Bizarre Western Music reference. And this one's a little strange for the series. How much do you know about late 60s folk singer-songwriter Donovan? If you're like me, not much at all. Now, I had certainly heard songs by Donovan. I mean... Who hasn't heard Mellow Yellow? They call me Mellow Yellow. But if you had asked me who those songs were by, I would not have been able to tell you. Some of that is from working in a grocery store that played a lot of oldies, and some of that is from having parents who came of age in the late 60s and early 70s. 
I listened to a lot of folk rock on family road trips, and I knew the words to a bunch of songs without ever knowing who they were by. A big part of not knowing the artist behind these songs is that many of them only had one or two hits that survive in popular memory, so you don't get to really learn them from a general zeitgeist presence or by recognizing their voice from other songs, and Donovan is no exception if you view it through the very narrow lens of growing up in America in the 90s. For people who lived in the UK in the 60s and 70s, Donovan was huge, a major celebrity, and was for decades. Part of this is the circles he ran in, he was apparently friends with the Beatles, which of course was an automatic pass to celebrity at the time, and part of it was his prolific output. From 1965 to 1968, he released six albums, one of them a double album, and all of them charted well in the US, and he had eight singles make the UK top ten in that time span. And even after his big successes during that time span, he's just been constantly writing and releasing music since. His fortunes have waxed and waned with the trends of the times. The big British punk rock movement was really bad for people making hippie music, as you might imagine. But he never went away, and he just has a ton of music available to listen to, if you're so inclined. Now, I was wondering, how does an act like Donovan make it into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a character name? Most of the other acts I've covered for this show have been really big, the kinds of bands you absolutely expect to have been booking worldwide arena tours and have made a huge name in Japan, which is considered the second largest music market in the world after America. But folk rock is not what I would expect to cross a language barrier like that. So much of the music is in the message and it's much harder to get by on just your sound when your sound tends to be very acoustic and minimalist. But tour Japan he did, and more than once. He even recorded his second live album in Japan, and only released it over there. From what I can tell, and this is absolutely an unresearched opinion, do not take this as gospel, but I've noticed Japan has always had a music market that follows about 10 years behind the Western music industry. So where folk rock starts getting big in the West in the early 60s, it spreads to Japan, and by the early 1970s, Japan is experiencing a folk rock boom of its own. This means that the whole time Donovan is big in the West, he's making music that Japan is also clamoring for, and will for a few years after it loses some strength in America and the UK. Plus, Donovan also opened for Yes on a six-month tour in the late 70s. Dear God, Araki, how many times is Yes going to show up during this segment? Anyway, I want to close out here on Donovan's only number one hit. It only held the top spot for one week, but that meant I got to hear it three or four times a week while I was ringing up people's food 40 years later. The name of this song is Sunshine Superman, and I actually think it's great. For a song that feels really laid back, it casually drops one of the best boast lines ever recorded. Just flexing on DC superheroes over here.
You're right, Victor. Superman and Green Lantern don't have anything on this Donovan. <laughs> they would whoop this Donovan's ass. JoJo did it, and he did, wasn't even trying. Yeah. Like, yep. he did it from the ground. <laughs> really, the cactus kicked his ass, if you think yeah. about it. A cactus kicked his ass. Oh, speaking and of, can we talk about the fact that JoJo, like, punches into the cloak and there's magically a cactus behind it that we never even see? <laughs> no, we can't talk about that, because we're already moving on. <laughs> we got Von Stroheim here. Yeah, and yeah, his, like, Nazi secret laboratory. I think uh, it's funny how how much length this show goes to, like, place the show in a time period they're like yeah it's 1939 we've got nazis we've got like old-fashioned coca-cola they pull out like the film like the actual real film projector like, later but like, they have this they have this but, cyber sci-fi lab like they have umbrella laboratories here. <laughs> right i, I like was it. gonna say it's a resident evil laboratory <laughs> yep it really is Com- it really is. Complete with Speedwagon and a full body straight jacket for the entirety <laughs> yes. of the episode. <laughs> like, they got these floodlights on the, the, the pillar, these big, like, metal struts that are supporting it. How long did it and, take and- to build this facility? <laughs> Anything for the pillar, man. The Germans have the greatest technology in the world. The be- medical technology. <laughs> Damn it. So, yeah. I hate, like, every second of Stroheim here. He's just, like, a really bad lunatic just oh, look yes. at the monkey man look at the monkey man <laughs> it's already drinking the blood of five uh prisoners how does he even drink it and he's like wait don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me. all right so i i, I went ahead and i watched this again in the dub and mm-hmm. he has a silly accent. It's good. It's good. I, I like it. He really added to the experience. Is it vaguely German? It is vaguely German. I, I still feel like that's better than this experience I'm having of people who should be speaking like four different languages and four different accents, just all speaking perfect on accent to Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Oh, thank you, Joey. Yeah, I you bet I clipped that out because the stank von Stroheim puts on <laughs> Speedwagon. <laughs> Speedwagon. Speedwagon. Oh no. Oh, God. I was like, I definitely need to bring that up in the podcast, because that's... Yep. I, like, oh, my God. I stopped whatever I was doing when I was watching this, and I wrote that down. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, think, I guess we all did. Right, Tim? Yep. Yes. I mean, I didn't write it down. I made a mental note. So, uh, we they open up the blast doors, and Dulcine's on the other side, and then Santana strikes a pose as he body bores him. Several poses. All right. Yeah, not, not before this random... Like, unnamed vampire poses himself. Yeah. We didn't talk about the way Santana, like, drops out of the pillar the same way Dio drops out of the carriage. Wait, let me, let me get... Oh, I no, mean, he doesn't do the pose. He, he does, does he? the same, like, kneel on the ground with the one hand touching, like... Oh, I thought he just flopped and do, out. And... No, they do, like, the same slow motion for it with the sparkles and everything. Like, <laughs> I don't remember that. He has the same entrance as Dio in episode one. There's, not quite. It's not quite as flashy because he doesn't get to throw a briefcase first. But <laughs> <laughs> but like the way he like slowly emerges from this thing as everybody's watching on and Speedwagon is like watching on with complete terror and so are the rest of the soldiers except for Stroheim who he's just like starry eyed. 
Yeah. Like it, it, it it's very effective and like it it feels appropriately terrifying. Yes, because yes. you pointed this out to uh, Grant. That this is a horror movie this episode. Yes, this is 100% played for horror. Yeah, it's actually very effective at it. Like it does everything right trying to yep. do that. Because it's, your your protagonists like like are appropriately afraid, and the bad guys are uh, like appropriately like to they have too much hubris to accept that they're doing something really bad. Oh yes, Victor. Here's the pose that he falls out in. It's not it's not at all what Dio did. But that's what he falls out in. But it's not how he lands. Like yeah, he lands face down because then he mm. tries to get up and slips. Yeah. yeah, he he falls face down. How'd you yeah. like that really good pick of us? Uh, uh, Santana's ass. Oh yeah. He he tries to get up and he flexes it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Santana mm. does a lot of flexing here. He Let's does. Uh, talk for a second. I said I was going to mention this. It's Santana. You can hear them say Santana. It's obviously Santana because that's the reference. And mm-hmm. for some reason, Crunchyroll is like Santiento. <laughs> Victor, this isn't even the worst. Like this is low tier them redubbing things whatever hoops you would have had to go through to make that not say san viento would have been worth it because why the fuck does it say san viento <laughs> i honestly can't determine the rhyme or reason to when they use the actual name or they make up a, a re, like completely ridiculous new name for them because they have a character named speedwagon and <laughs> he's still called Speedwagon. It's not like they change it to Supido Wagon or anything. Like, like it's just like, straight up no. Speedwagon. DC, which is spelled E I S E I D I S I. We have a character named Cars later. He's still called Cars. Maybe he's named after just the vehicle. That's it. Yep. You got it. I mean, like, I have to assume it has something to do with copyright issues, but. Like, whatever. Like, multiple people can't be called Santana. I can understand the copyright issue with Speedwagon. Santana's his name, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, but more importantly, there's no way Speedwagon could have been copyrighted because the band named themselves after the car. So, like, a copyright law is bad. Yeah. It, it's, Probably. It's just bad. Doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense, and you're always in violation of it, no matter what you do. Anyway, oh, especially with the recent blurred lines ruling. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, well, I didn't hear about that. But uh, I'll you have didn't hear, to... the, they they appealed the blurred lines ruling, and uh, I don't know what the they did. They lost was. the appeal. Oh, um, so blurred lines, right? The uh, song by Robin Thicke for LTI. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvin Gaye's estate sued them over similarities to Marvin Gaye's song uh, "Got to Give It Up." Yes, and like the similarities are really hard to parse. Like if you're just listening to these two songs, they've got kind of a similar beat and kind of a similar baseline, but apparently there's enough in the actual, like, if you actually plot out the baseline in sheet music, like, it lines up just enough so that, like, the, the judge actually awarded them the case. This sets, like, a really terrible precedent. Oh, like, yeah. Because music is just not written that way. Like, you don't, you don't sit down write out your sheet music, and then be able to just match it to every piece of music that's ever been recorded. Like, nobody it's... even, like, sits down and writes music on, like, actual scores that much anymore. They just put notes together and feel it out. So... It would be like copywriting a house. Like, it's... Now you can't it's... have something with four walls. Yeah, it's... It, and they appealed it, and the appeal got 
they, they lost the appeal. So like that that's standing now. That unless they want to take it to like the, the Supreme Court or something. Um Okay. But anyways, yeah. this is a JoJo podcast and not a copyright podcast. Yeah, but it's a music podcast. Okay, you're right. Anyway, um, where were we? So yeah. we're at uh, where uh, Santana sloughed out of this pillar. Yeah. And Strawheim is just kind of yucking it up and laughing. And he's like, oh, yeah. look at the silly caveman. Like, I he's just so dumb and it. clumsy. I hate everything he says here. It, it, I think it's perfect for the horror setting because you know the boot's about to drop. Yep. You just don't know how yet. I mean, it's a. It, it feels a little unearned for Strohan to be just going off the deep end, like not respecting this pillar man here. Like it, it's weird that he is just so far into trying to make fun of this, like example of peak physical perfection. <laughs> yes. like, right. I mean, he obviously knows about vampires. The Nazi <laughs> army knows about vampires and how bad of a problem they could be. And they're just like, hey, let's fuck with this. Yep. So yeah. They, yeah, you gotta. They unleash a vampire who does have sound effects. I think we can pretty much confirm that sound effects follow vampires around at this point. Yep. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's one of their superpowers. Tries to eat Santana and just Santana really upsettingly eats him with his body. Yeah, I don't like this. No, it's, it's real I, I, bad. I don't I don't I don't think eats him is the right word. It's just absorbing. It's you, just sorry, absorbing. You're right. Body force. Body force the right term. Yeah, body force. Body yeah. force is not the right term. Mm-hmm. Body, yeah, body force will him. never be the right term. He, so, I mean, I can't think of a better term right now. He assimilates him. There we go. Perfect. Uh, Thank yeah. you, Victor. You saved the podcast. <laughs> it, it, but, like, it, it's very upsetting how this works. And, like, I think the show lingers on it just the right amount. Yes. Just to, just to freak you out. And Can Santana we... is just doing poses the entire time. Yeah, he's just he's posing just and posing flexing. and posing. <laughs> I want a picture of, like, I want this picture on my wall of Santana flexing in, like, a Mr. Universe pose with a foot and a leg just sticking out of his chest. What? <laughs> 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 uh. Like, we're in it now. Like, this is battle tendency. This is peak JoJo posing. Yes. And we're, we're, we're in it right here. Can we, can we, can we move on to the cross-dressing? Yes. I feel like we should move on to the cross-dressing. Yes. So here's something that comes out of nowhere. They, like, have one <laughs> line of setup in episode one. And then, I, I guess JoJo was just carrying this outfit with him? No, he yeah, he came prepared. Obviously, he beat up a woman and took her outfit. <laughs> oh, and, so, he, and, so he did the hitman sort of strategy of uh, getting a disguise. Yeah, I, I think he carries this around with him. You know what? It makes him feel pretty. He looks fabulous. Mm. He does. He looks gorgeous. I so, like these goblin yeah. men. What is with... Uh. I think it's just a JoJo staple at this point. Is like, how do we get across that uh, these are terrible in the quickest amount of time possible. <laughs> These yep. chodes. By literally dehumanizing them. It's just to show them as complete goblins. So they, he, he comes up to a German, uh, the entryway to this German facility, and it's being protected by these two German idiots who <laughs> yeah. are who well, are apparently the descendants of those two guys that were following Dio around in episode one. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And they're they're sexually assaulting women and like the these women who are, who are bringing them supplies and everything and like making them lift their skirt so they can make sure they're not bringing any contraband into this place. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And then the most gorgeous woman ever shows up. She's 
fabulous. Seven foot something, I'm sure. <laughs> six four. Great, great. Six, 400 pounds of 400 muscle. <laughs> the biggest gazongas. <laughs> I just really appreciate how this doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, it's not for lack of trying, though, because he's really, like, he's really going for he's it. He's wearing makeup. He's wearing lipstick and blush that he got from somewhere. And he's all like, tee-hee. I, I can't decide if this scene would have been better or more appropriate if this wasn't JoJo. And JoJo, you, like, they're pointing the gun at this, like, poor woman and you see JoJo sneaking over the wall in the background. <laughs> because that's I mean, what it would be in a Looney Tunes cartoon, and I think it would be better. Like, it's just, the fact that they're just like, who would fall for that? What woman is built like an ox, you ox? Like... <laughs> Which, I mean, these are... I can't believe how smart the bad guys are sometimes. Because this, this would be a Looney Tunes cartoon. You're right, Joey. It should be. Also, he brings tequila to try and, like, get in. And you're supposed to give them the tequila first before they see this disguise. Because <laughs> it's not working otherwise. And, and now that his cover is blown, he's just like, oh, time to use Hamon and just shoots the corks. Not at the people. <laughs> he shoots them at the tree above them, knocking two coconuts on their heads, knocking them out. Yep. Nope. Like nope. Oh, no, no. too much time to react. <laughs> he did not. Knock them out with the coconuts. He kicks them in the fucking face. Oh, right. After the coconuts. <laughs> the, co- the coconuts were merely a distraction from his long, so you're beautiful telling me th- The coconuts had no real purpose. Probably. No, they were a distraction. Yes. I mean, he could have just shot them in the face with corks. You know That's... what? They would, it breaks fingers. It probably would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just... <laughs> delivering the, the Strizo Speedwagon kick here. <laughs> they have him at gunpoint. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, so we cut back to the, the, the German facility. <laughs> no, no, no. And the scientist is... You, what? you are gleaming over him, stealing both of their uniforms, and then of cobbling course. them together, because neither one of them <laughs> were 6'4". <laughs> <laughs> the uniforms, he does get something that fits surprisingly well. Or at least looks good on him. He wears yeah. it well. He does wear it well. I yeah. assume he had to take them apart and like actually stitch them together to fit his massive frame. That's how he got. That's how he got his cross-dressing outfit. He had to beat up two women. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, we're playing by D and D rules. It, it's it's all medium-sized clothes. It all fits. All right. Oh, so it's magical Nazi uniforms. Why not? Yep. Magical Nazi uniforms sure. are the highest technology in the world i mean clearly yeah. it's nanotechnology because look at this lab they're guarding <laughs> right so like we get back to the lab the scientist is freaking out because he turned his back for one second and he just he lost the pillar man i don't know where you went how did you lose the perfect man lost him. <laughs> and so like everybody is like oh this isn't good this he tries to pick really up Stroheim's coffee <laughs> that, that, okay I wrote that down he picks up the coffee shakily brings it halfway to his face Stroheim stares until it reaches a certain point just then slaps it out of his hand <laughs> not like hey that's my coffee he waits till he gets it to his face before he can smack it out of his hand for dramatic He's like effect. now's not the time for coffee this is no time for refreshments 
<laughs> and so they they get together this this real footage because somehow they had the time to develop, <laughs> and it's like really like really well tracked for the fact that nobody kept track of where this pillar man went. Yeah, the camera moves, <laughs> and they it's like how if if somebody had to move this camera to track the pillar man the whole time, where's that guy? <laughs> right, he's probably got eaten. Okay, as we'll see in a second here, these people aren't that bright. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, no. Speedwagon, despite the Hannibal Lecter treatment, is the only one keeping his wits about him here. Like, no, at every stop, he's like, please, we need to get out of here, this is terrible. They're all freaking out, and Speedwagon is the only one keeping his cool. And, and you can feel the terror in him, because he is clearly the smartest man in this room, <laughs> yes. and, like, he is completely powerless to do anything. The fact that all these fucking German soldiers are being complete idiots and not getting out of this situation is just making it so much more frustrating and terrifying. And we yep. get a nice shot, like an echo of the uh, the Dio transformation where he's like, get away from the window, and instead it's <laughs> it's get away from the air duct. And he doesn't get insta-killed like the cop that Dio just like chops the top of his head off. He actually, instead of getting away from the air vent inspects the air vent for 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, can we dwell yeah, on that for a second here? <laughs> yeah, because, like, so in the footage, we saw uh, Santana just sprint up the wall, then jump, and then just kind of rotate until he twisted it and elongated himself in order to get into the vents. This vent, it was made for him. I'll be quite honest, right. I think he's part rat. You know, like, rats are able to do that. They're able to, like, flatten out to the size of, like, a quarter, a quarter oh, yeah. on its size. Are, are they? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not that thin. I don't know. It's probably like I think I heard that on like a Wild Thornberries episode. <laughs> well, uh, cockroaches, cockroaches can fit in the spaces like the width of a coin, like the yeah. thickness of a coin. But this was about when I realized like this uh, episode had gone full horror movie, and I'm like, oh, he's in the vents. <gasps> yep. <laughs> we watch them go into the vents. Everyone is freaking out about this. They shout at this guy, hey, stay away from the vents. He's in the vents. <laughs> and this guy's like, hey, what's this vent over here? Walks over, puts his face to the vent. What a fucking idiot. And then Strahheim <laughs> enters through his eyes. Everything that happened to him here. And Santana oh. just bursts through the vent and blasts <laughs> through the guy's, like, orbits. And... <laughs> Why is this vent connected to the pillar room? <laughs> and we get a nice, uh, you know, him walking around like, I can't see, I'm blind. Hey, like, uh, who turned out the lights? <laughs> hey, who turned out the lights? No one, they're fine. No, seriously, turn them back on. They are on. I can't see a ruddy thing. Hey, turn around. What's going on? Why can't I see? Is the power gone? Are we safe here? Dave, I want you to stay still. Yes, yes, thank you, Tim. That was the reference I was going for. Yeah, because Santana entered... Santana entered his body through his face. Like, it's terrifying because he's, like, still conscious and, like, he's still walking around and talking, but you know he's fucked. This is actually pretty good upsetting because then he, like, bulges out in, like, a crazy fat man thing and starts dissolving. Yeah. does anybody else think when he's, uh, like, all bulging and shit, like, he looks like Earl from Toe Jam and Earl? No. 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 So, 
So oh. I want I want y'all to look because I'm gonna make this my new profile picture here in a little bit of that face on the bottom right. <laughs> the scream, the like half- <laughs> <laughs> It's half a face of him going ah as, as he watches him enter the face. That's a pretty good manga panel down there. It's just <laughs> yeah. half a mouth. Yeah. We also yeah. JoJo versus the ultimate life form. I really like the anime's treatment of this scene better than the manga we're seeing here. Because the manga, like, has to show you individual frames that you can dwell on. It happens so fast in the anime. Like, you never really get to see, like, the individual parts of him entering through the guy's face. It's just suddenly the top half of his face is a black mask. Hey, Victor, let me go ahead and tell you. I know. This is why I bring it to you, so you get to know. <laughs> so that we, too, can share in this exquisite agony. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. these manga panels make it look like he has the mumps or something. I mean, that's sort of what he looks like. I, I <laughs> want to point out that Tim just keeps posting manga panels constantly as we're talking, including, like, the little bumper images and stuff. And Araki still is just <laughs> stunning me with how much he can mutilate the human form. <laughs> like, in like not just the way Santana is, but, like, just a JoJo pose where this leg is, like, four times the length of his torso. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, he, and he has arrows for some reason, and, like, two knives, and, like, the stitches on his pants are, like, ridiculous and frankenstein that leg is that's not the shape of a leg it's just a tube of meat <laughs> that goes on for four feet before ending in like a bulbous tumor for a knee my my favorite panel in here right now is is the panel of like strawheim speedwagon and jojo like all put together with santana's face on the bottom oh, yeah. like looking very angry it, it, it's a good way of like clashing like hey jojo just wants to spa- sa- save speedwagon like speedwagon wants to save the world and strawheim wants to f- fix this total fuck up <laughs> yeah. that he has caused <laughs> yeah this is the point where uh strawheim finally uh has an epiphany that oh shit Everything is terrible. Yes, when Santana yeah. starts talking to him through the corpse he's wearing after being riddled with bullets, and then starts shooting the bullets back through his fingers. Uh, I'm real upset by this because I'm like, why is he doing finger guns? <laughs> Literal <laughs> finger guns. That was just a Rocky acting out his childhood fantasies. Yeah. You yeah, know what? that's fair. I mean, who doesn't want to shoot bullets that destroy the front half of your finger as you project oh, them? Oh, thanks for that panel, Tim. Oh, yeah. Thanks for welcome. that panel of just the guy's jaw, like, stretching and falling Sloughing, off. I think it's the term. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Needed that. Oh, don't worry. Here's here's the other one of it, of it just in its complete form. It's very angry and bulbous, and I hate it. It's so terrible. There was no need for the guy's jaw to come off. Oh, yeah. It was bad. It's bad. It, it, it's for the horror. Uh, yep. So like this this episode is just really good at unsettling you at every turn. Yeah. Yes. It's it's very good. It's very good at doing the horror movie thing. I mean, it is when JoJo commits to something, it does it well, even if it's nothing JoJo has ever done before or since. Yeah. And so yeah. now this this monstrosity is just wasting all the the Nazis left in the room. See it, idiots. Except for that one Nazi who's trying to get Speedwagon out, who just is not taking the hint that it's JoJo. <laughs> get away it's like, from come me, on, you old dirty man. Nazi! It's like, come on, old man, get the fucking hint already. I don't even, I don't even understand why JoJo is resorting to hints here. It's not like he couldn't just reveal himself and 
Like, well, why is he trying to keep up appearances here? There's a fucking monster in the room. <laughs> he was in a room full of Nazis. Right. Not for long. <laughs> You're right. So he goes over, um, rips a, just a handful of hair out of Von Stroheim's head. <laughs> and he does, okay, what does he call it? His Hamon hair attack. I need, yep, I need sure. to call why not? several things about this. First of all, why does it get owner of a lonely heart st- Guitar stick. I don't know. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> and then it, um, which immediately devolves into like a legally distinct version of Owner of a Lonely Heart. Right. <laughs> but you just get... It is the exact riff. And he calls it Hamon Hair Attack when it's clearly a defensive maneuver. He creates a, a barrier of hair that deflects <laughs> bullets. Yup. <laughs> what? That's how powerful Hamon is, Joey. Don't ever doubt the ripple. You're right. Just how terrifying it is, would be if it could it, only be used for destruction. Is this more or less dumb than a giant leaf? Uh, I'm gonna go with less. I'm gonna go with less dumb. Uh, where does this? Where does this land on your dumb Hamon power? Less scale. <laughs> Man, you're really pulling this out of us. You're right. It's slightly less dumb. Yeah, that giant leaf, like, there was just too I, much going on with I that. I think like, it's because we don't linger on it nearly as much as the giant leaf. Right. That leaf goes on for, like, ten minutes. It, 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 this one's like, yeah, we know it's dumb, but we're not going to let you think about it too hard for very long. But how do you feel about JoJo having to, like, continue to, like, hold up this magical, like barrier with his hands like he already threw the fucking hair in the air and he's it, just it looks like he's trying to like juggle paper like like plastic bags in the air it's <laughs> flashing gang uh, signs uh, uh, <laughs> also as a point the colors just go nuts here in this episode in a very good way like the backgrounds oh, yeah. don't have coloring to them they just have shading of a different color in like every scene and it depends on like yeah, I think you nailed it a while back, Tim, the emotion they're trying to convey. Because it's one color, like green, the sickly green, when we've got Santana, who's brown and zombie-looking colors. But then when JoJo shows up, it shifts to, like, red and yellows and blue. Yeah, it's just a very, very good way of just pushing the intensity of the scene. Like, it, it happens, you know, like, I was watching these three episodes as a set, and, like, in the... In the first episode of Battle Tendency, where JoJo gets up to fight the the guy in the restaurant, and the whole scene just color shifts immediately, yep. and I'm just like, it, it just turns a switch that <laughs> changes the way you feel about the scene immediately. Yes. Uh, did Santana always have these horns? Yes, all of the pillar yes. men have horns. Yes. Oh, hey, Victor. You were right, you just had the scene wrong. When Santana exits the corpse of the guy, he does the Dio carriage pose. Yes, okay, that's where it was. I just remember thinking this. I was watching it, and I was just like... And there are sparkles <laughs> everywhere. It is, you're right, it's exactly that. Uh, like, there are a lot of echoes in this episode to parts of Phantom Blood, and I think that's really cool. Again, because Joseph is my favorite Joestar, because Jonathan just had to deal with Dio. Joseph has to deal with the fucking perfect being. Dio <laughs> is not the perfect being. No. Mm. <laughs> the perfect man. 
Oh, the perfect man. <laughs> Can we keep him, please, Stroheim? I'll feed him and take him on walks. <laughs> oh, can't we keep him? Yeah, Dad, can't we? We'll feed the perfect man and, and clean up after him and everything. Super swear. Please. <laughs> no, you can't keep the perfect man, <laughs> Stroheim. <laughs> And the yep. episode plays us out with that good, good roundabout. It does the yep. thing. It's good every time. But, a plus. But he starts to strip in front of the perfect man, and we just get we end on. All right, here's 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 the Joe Star Star that we don't talk oh, right. about. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know it was a thing until uh, yep. uh, season it's, two. No, they had it last season. Uh, there was a couple of shots where you could see uh, Jonathan with it. What the hell are we talking about? So the Joe stars all have a birthmark that looks like a star on the their like shoulder. Like if you go and look at him stripping, it it ends like to be continued on his star in a good good JoJo pose. Yep. In a good good JoJo pose. It, it'll be brought up later, but um, it it's been consistent so far. Okay. They just don't bring a lot of attention to it, except mm-hmm. for until now. But they'll actually like uh, reference it like explicitly later. So, Victor, what did you think of the episode? Uh, I thought it was good. Like, I actually really enjoyed it in a very horror kind of way. You know, you're just watching, waiting to see what's going to happen. They actually do keep you in a pretty good state of suspense most of the time, just because you, the characters don't know anything about this Pillar Man, you don't know anything about this Pillar Man yet. They just keep revealing things that it can do, which uh, we're getting to me just being like, sure, why not, of random ass pillar man powers sure why not of epic proportions i'm i'm much more i'm much more into us introducing this like ideal life form and giving him all these powers than trying to convince me that dio is a vampire then suddenly he has all of these Mm -hmm. weird non-vampire powers (laughs) like yeah like so i it's not it's not near as bad as when dio is just like ice or eye lasers lasers. (laughs) Uh, but (laughs) It was just really good. Every character plays their part really well. I, I again, there was just a little bit of the unearned lunacy from Stroheim, but uh, it, it all to being, played together. Talk really him up well. to being a, a crazy Nazi. Yeah, yeah Every, I guess. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what you're supposed to do. Is like, you know, the Nazi occultism angle. Sure. He's so like, he's so calm, psychopath in episode uh, eleven, though. Like when he's toying yeah. with the uh, the the girl shaving him, and when he's toying with the prisoners and everything, and it, like he's very it, it's a bit you know what yeah he's very calm psychopath in that episode. And now he's just full is lunatic. It, here. Is it because he's racist? <gasps> is Santana brown? I can't tell what color he's supposed to be. I don't. I can't tell what any color is supposed to be in this because it's JoJo. <laughs> Green. He's blue. I mean, theoretically, he should be. A Has... person of color, based on where he's like he an Aztec, is. right? Like, I guess. Yeah, but also he's been underground for a very long time, so maybe he's just you know lost melanin from look. No, yeah. Sonic the other ones are. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. whatever. So uh, this, I I love this episode. It's probably one of my favorites so far because it it just it does the thing it's trying to do so well. I really enjoy it. I really wish Donovan hadn't been here. I kind of agree. There are a couple parts that could just be chopped, but the thing, this episode is very good. I think it's one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's one of the greats. one of the greats. Yeah. I, I, I'm all in. 
100 percent i love i love yes. all the random jojo posing for no fucking reason <laughs> it's good like it, it's in full swing and it's so good really effective just having Speedwagon in the full body straight jacket yep. the whole time. right like that really it, I, I i think i uh, like what i said earlier it, it's really effective to have the the most reasonable person in the room completely helpless yes because you're like, oh shit, you can feel that he, he's like freaking out and nobody's doing anything about it. BR, BR <laughs> Kurt Russell. Yeah, um, I'm really, I'm like really excited to to watch more JoJo at this point. I, uh, I, yeah. I could not stop myself from reading further. Yeah, um, Phantom Blood, I enjoyed when I had originally watched it, but going back and watching it with you guys and taking our time through it, it, it shows it seems a lot more. Yes. I think it's the weakest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard for any series that uh, spends as much time as it did on Blueford and Tarkus to not be the worst. <laughs> like, you're right. There is an unacceptably Fair. large percentage of that that is Blueford and Tarkus. <laughs> like it's four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Where can we find everyone? Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Los Grantalonis. That's Los underscore Grantalonis. You can find me, Tim, where I'll be posting all these terrible, grotesque body... I I don't want to say vor. I don't... mm, Body vor. Body vor. Body vor. Anime pages on Big Blue's (laughs) M1. Also, JoJo pictures. Also, JoJo pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TFWaffleMan. Again, that is all one word. And uh, you can find the podcast at Joestar All-Stars. Uh, we're on Fireside. We're on iTunes. We're also on Spotify now. Ooh. Joestar All-Stars Ooh. at gmail.com. Snake in the bit, Victor, from me and didn't even get it right. <laughs> I, I was dropping the Twitter handle, not the email. I was saving the email for later. Oh. Well, no. there it was. Yeah. JoeStarAllStars at gmail.com. Yeah, but don't send, us, don't send us any hate mail this week. I was the last one to show up, so uh, no hate mail. Uh, show us anything related with the keyword body vor so I can get Tim to read it, because this is his week. You know what? Um... This week, uh, do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, like and subscribe and... Smash that like button. No. Spread the word. Hit the bell and icon. Yes. Please, uh, if you're enjoying the podcast at all, at all, any tiny bit, uh, give it to everybody. Give it to everybody you know. I know we've joked that, you know, this podcast is for us, you know, um, in, I, in a lot I of ways it is. That. Yeah, it, it, it is. In a lot of ways it is, but we wouldn't have published it if we didn't want to be it. So. so please inflict it on everyone you know. Yes. <laughs> and send us their tears. Yeah. So, uh, this has been for Body Vordners. Oh, for all you. Please, no. Like, <laughs> okay, fine. Just for all you Body nerds out there, say goodbye, JoJo. Goodbye, goodbye JoJo. JoJo. Goodbye, goodbye, JoJo. Goodbye, JoJo. Have to listen to that fucking song about the shoes again. Ugh. Do 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 do
up, you're going to be mine. Da, 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 da. Superman and Green Lantern ain't got nothing on me.